The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 17th chapter. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all flesh, to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. I have manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of the world. Yours they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything that you have given me is from you, for I have given them the words that you gave me, and they have received them, and have come to know in truth that I came from you. They have believed that you sent me. I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. And I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, Keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Just two verses before today's Gospel, Jesus said, Behold, the hour is coming. Indeed, it has come when you will be scattered, each to his own home. So there must be something in today's gospel about surviving our quarantine. In John chapter 17, the world is closing in on Jesus. Creation has been organizing a rebellion against its creator ever since Adam's fall from grace. But today, Jesus is feeling particularly threatened. And threatened is how many of us feel right now. As if the world has built walls around us, scattering us and trapping us at home. And now those walls are collapsing in on top of us. Sensing this danger for him and for us, Today, Jesus takes our needs into his heart, and he prays for us, for us, and for his apostles, and for his church. So no matter how anxious we may feel this morning, we can be hopeful, because Jesus is still praying for us right now. Jesus' prayer for us in John 17 is so robust that the first time through, I find it hard to follow. 
and perhaps you do too. It seems that Jesus has so much to say, but that makes sense because Jesus has been working up to this prayer for a very long time, knowing that his story would end in horror with his crucifixion. It all began just after the fall, as Adam and Eve slumped out of Eden, saved but badly broken. As they moved down the road, I suspect that the conversation in heaven went something like this. The father sighed. Imagine what might have been. The spirit comforted. Let's find a way to get them back. And the son said quietly, I'll go. Years later, born of the Blessed Virgin Mary, raised by St. Joseph, and ordained by St. John the Baptizer in the Jordan River, Jesus the Christ set his face toward Golgotha, a small hill outside Jerusalem. Along the way, he touched his world with truth and light, feeding the 5,000 from five barley loaves and two fish, raising Lazarus from the dead, letting Mary anoint him as a sign pointing to his own death, riding a donkey into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, and then, in the Gospel for today, celebrating the first Lord's Supper. Despite his faith and the good he's done and the love he's shown, Jesus is pressed by a world turned against him. So today, he bursts into a prayer to his Heavenly Father, a prayer about being a good son, about what his life means and why it matters, about destiny and authority and accomplishment, about words and deeds and the divine name, about gifts and faith, about disciples and truth and safety and survival and earth and heaven and eternal life, and about you and about me and about the church living on as one. But the word that Jesus uses most often is glory. So let's let glory be the key to Jesus' prayer for us today. Glory is seeing. Glory is seeing the stuff of heaven, seeing our Heavenly Father's holiness, splendor, honor, light, good, truth, beauty, and love, and seeing it right now. So when Jesus prays, Father, glorify me, Jesus means, Father, let them see me for who I really am. And suddenly, 
This glory makes sense of Jesus' entire life. The miracle of turning water into wine, or raising a man who can't walk, or sighting a man who can't see, become stories where the Father is showing us who the Son, Jesus Christ, really is. He is the Father's only begotten. Those stories are mostly fun, but this next one is not. Today, what troubles Jesus particularly is his concern for us. His fear that when his next big dose of heavenly glory hits, when, in holiness and splendor and honor, and light and good and truth and beauty and love, he is gloriously lifted up to die on his cross for our sins. As the eternal word, the word who once said quietly, I'll go. His fear is that we, like Adam, might run the other way. So Jesus prays that we would see him and his cross for what they really are, as our glorious bridge home to heaven, and then that we would stay with him in his church all the way back to Eden. Jesus is saying exactly the same thing when he prays, Father, let me glorify you. Here Jesus means, Father, let me show them who you really are. You all know that Jesus' cross reveals his loving Father too. His Father is the one who chased down Adam and Eve after their first sin and forgave. The one who wants all his children home again. The one who loves us sinners so that he allows his own son to die so that we can live. Today, Jesus' prayer is most happily answered. When we all play along, when we all share in his glory, when we all see him and know him and are faithful to him, even in the most challenging circumstances. It is there in verses 9 and 10. Father, I am glorified in the ones you have given me. Father, I am glorified in my faithful disciples. Father, the world sees me for who I really am when my church is merciful, like you, Father, and like me. So in faith, we hear Jesus saying to us, You, my disciples, glorify me. You, my disciples, show the world who I really am. That thorough mercy and that winsome witness 
is our incredible privilege as his church. It is our joy to show the world who Jesus really is, especially in troubled times. In another discourse on glory in John chapter 13, Jesus told us exactly how to reveal him. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Love in this time of quarantine makes us an answer to Jesus' prayer. Practice now, while we are scattered and at home, so that when we are back together again, St. John is even stronger than before. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.